Welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Mike. And I'm Nate. What are we smoking today, Nate? We are smoking a punch, rare Corojo. Uh, and Mike was saying this is the magnum size for his or her pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> it is, which means that it's uh, a Robusto. <laughs> which we like, I think. Sorry, Nate. It's all right, as long as you don't get those in my coffee. Uh, we are in person together, together forever. We are in person today. It's very nice. We're drinking coffee and uh, Johnny Walker Black. There you go. All right, we're going to light up on here. There was no weird flavors on the cap or anything of that nature. Nice and... Did we decide creamy wasn't the word we were supposed to use? It works, though. Yeah. Yeah, milky's nice. not the right word. No, but It's got that no. smoothness. And Buttery isn't the right word, but... No, not quite. Smooth for sure. And boy, do we have a doozy of a topic today. Yes, we do. So, it's the holiday season, and we all are, uh, you know, <laughs> buying crap that we don't need and buying crap for other people they don't need. But if you don't buy it, then you're on their shit list. That's right. And you could be like Uncle Mike and just give 50 bucks, you know? But uh, then nobody wants to do that anymore. No. Nope. Of course, with the rate of inflation, it might have to go up from 50 bucks. I don't want to admit that. My grandmother gave me 50 bucks. That's why I give... My nieces and nephews, 50 bucks. Yeah. 50 bucks in like 1995 was a hell of a lot more money than it is now. Yeah, now you got to do the crazy inflation calculator. Okay, so my grandma gave me 50 bucks in 1995. What is 50 bucks in 1995 <laughs> worth in 2023 dollars? That's right. Yeah, that's right. I still get 50 bucks for my birthday. So whatever. There you go. <laughs> So anyway, we're going to go over devices. Uh, it's not truly just devices, though. It's kind of like devices, appliances, things you use about the house. Yep, tools, uh, you know, gadgets, yeah. all those sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, I think we should make it clear right away, right up front, that uh, we don't have any affiliate marketing with any of these products. Nobody's paid us to no. mention these products or talk about these products. These are just things that uh, Mike and I have found throughout the course of our lives and internet sleuthing to fix problems we have or to do things more efficiently than the old things we're doing, I guess, right? Yes. And unfortunately, it's coming out after Black Friday. So many of these companies are going to have had sales that you're not going to get anymore. Uh, but, you know, sales at 25% off happen a couple times a year. We all know that. It's going to be like every freaking holiday. They yeah, they do sale. like a last minute, you know, hey, it's the two weeks before Christmas or one week before Christmas, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Come get your, come get your shit. Last minute. Uh, I can't last remember what company. Deals. They do like a first of the year sale. Okay. Where it's like that. The, they called it the hangover sale. Mm. So it's like right away in the morning till like noon on yep. the very first of the year. Okay. So. <laughs> There yeah. you go. Well, and if you got family at distance, you know, you can always say, oh, yeah, it's in the mail. And then, you know, go out after Christmas and get the sales and ship it. And right. Nobody's exactly. the wiser. And we're going to have a little bit of overlap and possibly. Probably. I mean, how do you want to do this? I didn't really organize them. I just kind of stream of conscious listed them. I stream of conscious my, my phone. and then I tried to break them up a little. Okay. But we can just stream of conscious talk. It's not like it matters. That's if we talk like about really a ratchet matters. and then talk about an air fryer, it's no big deal. Yeah. I mean, this is... So that's my list. I don't really have that much. Oh, I have... Well, as usual, Mike yeah. takes a lot of notes. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I don't know. I guess the first one that kind of prompted this, I don't know that it really prompted the episode, but we were talking about mostly the Instapot. Yes. At some point. So that's the first one on my list here is the Instant Pot. 
And when they were big, I don't know how many years ago, they were kind of like the big thing to have, like five years ago, maybe. Oh, it had to be more than that. Uh, Probably 10 years ago. Okay. Has to be. I don't think it was quite 10 years. I remember this was pre-pandemic and, and pre-kids for us, and we were in the office, and everybody was kind of talking about like, oh, the Instapot, the Instapot. It can, it can cook a chicken breast from frozen um, in like an hour or something. The reason and, why I say 10 is because uh, my tra- old travel partner – was a huge Instapot guy. Okay. And he would bring his Instapot and I would bring a Vitamix and a gas grill. Okay. And we would travel and then that's every meal that we ate was cooked in there. You know what I mean? And then uh, we had a coffee pot too. But I always yep. brought, we're going to talk about the coffee pot that okay. I brought at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And that had to have been 10 years ago. Okay. Had to have been. I mean, I feel like they probably came out 10 years ago and I don't know if they really caught on with the, what you would call it, like the Stepford Wives or the, the oh, sure. working class females in the office type. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, like it didn't trend or what you would, what the, everyone would say now is like it wasn't trending. Right yeah, we were like traveling industrial electricians yeah. who wanted to be able to have home cooked food every yeah. day. Yeah. And that was like his secret weapon. <laughs> yeah. Well, we uh, we used to have a rice cooker and it was just as big, if not a little bigger than the Instant Pot. Mm-hmm. But all it would do would be rice. Then it made great rice. Like it was fantastic. But we were gifted an Instant Pot and I was kind of like, mm, okay. Because everybody at, at work was like, well, the Instant Pot can cook these frozen chicken breasts in this amount of time. And I'm like, yeah, so can my oven. You know, mm-hmm. like that's not that special. But the Instant Pot also does uh, rice. Yep. And that's primarily what we use ours for is rice. But there are some really good like one pot instant pot meals that you can cook in the instant pot and it's got a saute feature. So yep. in the stainless steel bowl, you can put your your ground beef or whatever down on the bottom and saute it and then put all the liquids and stuff in and, and pressure cook that thing and let it go, you know. And there's a lot of really good recipes out there if you can get through all the blog stories on mm-hmm. the recipe recipe sites. But we use that fairly frequently just to make big batches of rice. And Yep. And it's a slow cooker as well, which is awesome. Yep. So you yep. can uh, do the sear function and then turn it into a slow cooker and uh, let it sit for how many of our hours you're at work. Yep. And uh, that's well, a lot of times what we did because we'd cook in the morning mm-hmm. and then... I'd make like smoothies for us and then coffee and then he'd like yep. rip up dinner or whatever. And then, yeah. Anyway. Yep. So it's, uh, we still, we kept our slow cooker. Just be, I don't know. I don't know why. Sarah and I have several slow cookers, but, but we keep them for various other things, yeah. you know. But it's we always were able to, to replace the rice cooker with the Instant Pot because it does rice cooking and more. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a small small kitchen, and we've got a smaller kitchen, you know, kind of maximizing your, your appliances in theirs. Right. And nice I still have my rice cooker. Okay. Uh, when my rice cooker goes bad, I'm not buying another one. I'll just use my Instant Pot. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I had the rice cooker before the Instant Pot. Yeah. Which I got as a gift from my old travel partner. There you go. <laughs> so uh, next one. And a lot of people have these. And I was a, I was skeptical until I bought one. But we got an air fryer. And I fucking love my air fryer, man. You can cook vegetables in it, frozen vegetables in it. And you can do all your, like, shitty junk food you buy from the frozen section that nobody should really eat. But And then you can cook, uh, like, pork chops in it. You can cook chicken breast in it. You can pretty much cook anything you want in it. Yep. And it's fantastic. I like to do drummies, like chicken legs. And okay. then I have like a, basically like a fried chicken leg with hot sauce. Okay. But it's kind of a game changer for us. Okay. Because it's fast and yep. you can just put it in, drop it, and then you can let it run and then do something else. Yep. We have a big kitchen. Yep. So anything that allows me to multitask and shorten my time is good. Yes. So, and I know that a lot of people 
have them already. But if you don't have an air fryer, get a big ass one. Get the bigger, the better. Yeah. Can you do the pizza rolls in there? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. You can do pizza rolls in there. You can do uh, damn near anything that isn't going to kind of fly apart. So you yep. can't do like a grilled cheese in it because of that convection. Yep. And uh, yeah, it, I like it. Yeah. I think it's worth yeah. every penny. Well, I guess as long as we're on like the kitchen gadgets here, um, and I think I put this one on here too. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, toaster oven. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have a toaster at our house. And for, I think three or four years, we ran without a microwave. Mm-hmm. And we just use the toaster oven or the oven or the stovetop. And the toaster oven we have has the toast feature. It's got the oven bake feature. It's got um, the broil feature. So it's a fairly large one. And the, the shelf can go in two different places. You could fit a 12-inch pizza in there and cook a pizza in there. Oh, nice. Uh, you can do probably, depending on the loaf, you could probably do six pieces of toast at a time. Oh, okay. Wow. In it, so... You can do, well, we did actually three bagels, you know, split open in there. So we like that. It's it's quick. It's easy. You don't have to wait for the big oven to preheat if you're just warming up something small. It's great for leftovers that would get soggy in the microwave. Right. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. And, well, since we're in kitchens, I got a lot of kitchen stuff because I like to cook. And yeah. I've always been uh Yeah, well, let's go, let's go a, through a the kitchen cook. stuff. Yeah, we'll go the kitchen stuff. I mean, we're recording this the day after Thanksgiving, so we've got food on the mind, right? Exactly. So, uh... Sarah, a couple years ago for my birthday, got me a great gift. And it was a Lodge brand, which is made in USA. Yeah. Cast Iron Wok. Okay. And uh, I like stir fry. It's quick and easy to make. And once you get that fucker up, hot. You have to get it like maximum hotness. Like 8 out of 10 hot. Yeah. But it is so quick. And you can make a meal for yourself in 10 minutes. And almost all of it is just heating up the wok. And you can walk away. Ha ha ha. ha. <laughs> so, and it's cast iron, so you got to make sure it's oiled and all that. And yep. then you got to use yep. wooden utensils so you don't melt your plastic utensils. But, yep. Uh, yeah, I like the lodge stuff. We've got, uh, I don't know if they're lodge. We've got a couple cast iron fry pans that we'll put on our stovetop, but I've got a lodge cast iron dutch oven as to do go, i to go camping with and i know. use mine at home okay I, I, I do i don't have the feet on mine mine's oh, flat yep, and mine. it's got a flat top yep and then it's got the the lid that you can put a little hooks on and oh, yeah, okay. yeah yeah mine's the full-on camping you, you yeah put you, it have, on, you put it on top of the um the charcoal briquettes yep and then you put briquettes on top and you just let that thing go yeah my top and bottom separate and they can be used as pans they don't have the okay lips to oh hold yeah, the, yeah 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 so. cast iron is great you just got to take care of it and clean it not with soap but clean it the right mm-hmm. way and and do all the right stuff with it so but if you take care of it it lasts for forever and ever and nothing sticks on it yeah even if you get rusty you can re clean it. you can score it out and then redo it like yeah do it outside yeah it's a big process but you know we've we've uh reconditioned i think is what it's called when yeah, you do that. yeah yeah so i've can, done that a couple times and recondition them uh one other thing uh, this is my last kitchen gadget so okay i might as well just interject it here absolutely uh well we we do like our quesadilla maker mm-hmm. so but sometimes i just make them on the flat pan because the flat pan is easier to clean then the quesadilla maker which was just a thrift store like hey it was five bucks or right so but we were gifted a, an egg boiler and it's a little round thing like this it holds maybe six or eight eggs mm-hmm. and it comes with a clear plastic i don't know, measuring cup kind of thing and it tells you you know soft medium or hard for boiled and that's how much water you put in it and you dump that water in you put your eggs on top close the lid plug it into the wall push the button and then it beeps when it's done and you do your ice bath or whatever yeah. and the measuring cup has a little needle on the other end so you can pop the cap off and score and crack your egg shells that way so mm. it's good for doing a bunch of eggs all at once and not having to wait for stuff to boil you know it's closed 
little unit. Sure. So just set it, and when it and it beeps, it's a horrendous sound. <laughs> but you know what? It works. So that's topical because uh, my Sarah's making deviled eggs right now, and I boiled twenty for her yesterday. And she's doing probably half a dozen more today. Yeah. Anyway, I got a lot of kitchen stuff because I love kitchen stuff. All right. Well, you go through your kitchen stuff and I'll ask questions if any arise. Perfect. I should mention, um, now look at this, Mike, on the cigar here. Oh, you're getting a crack. That little leaf is cracked and kind of pulling up on the wrapper. Hmm. Uh, It doesn't really affect the taste. And I've got some nice ash going, as does Mike. Interesting. But uh, it is a little, little strange and... Oh, that's the importance of letting people know that um, these cigars came from my humidor and from Nate's, so they're going to have been kept in probably slightly different conditions. Slightly different conditions. I just did go and and re-up all my humidor fluid in my I need to do mine. I need to do mine. uh, I don't let any of mine get too low. You know, they're usually always around the 72 to... 60 mid 60s percentage so i use beveda packs to yeah manage i found up and down i found a bottle of uh humidor juice on amazon that is like i think is rated for 72 percent oh really so So i guess you can get them pre-filled i just use the regular humi juice yep but yep so i don't know what the difference is i didn't look at the makeup of you know whatever i think it's supposed to be distilled water and propylene i know yeah i know you can make your own but I don't know. It's not that expensive. And I no. I don't really want to be doing chemistry. No, it's not. So. So anyway, uh, I'm going to go through mine. I'll be fairly quick with some of them. I like the Vitamix blenders. Okay. I love it. And I got little travel cups. I, I have an old 5200 machine. And then I upgraded here to like a 750 machine. And it has like the different size cups and everything. Okay. And it's got uh, travel cups and everything. And uh, oh. I used to drink green smoothies a lot for breakfast. Okay. And that's why when I was traveling, I always had a Vitamix. Because we would yep. do a green smoothie for breakfast. Which once you convince a construction worker that it's okay, he can drink it. it gets, it's got so many vitamins and everything in it. It's got that yep. boost in the morning. That uh, it's pretty easy to convince people to continue to drink them. <laughs> yeah. Now, is that similar to a Nutribullet? So, no. Well, I have an attachment that makes it similar to a Nutribullet. Oh, okay. But the Vitamix is like a two-horsepower okay. full-on blender with a with a stick that you can okay. make ice. Oh, in. okay. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, you yeah. can like freeze uh, bananas and turn it into ice okay. cream. And then one of their tricks is that if you uh, puree tomatoes in it, yep. you can actually cook it in there up to hot temperatures because oh, okay. it, it has so much power and yep. spinning force. The friction. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a Nutribullet, and uh, I didn't put it on my list because we don't use it very frequently, mm-hmm. but it's got the... Like the chopping blade and a, and a blending blade, so you can choose it. But the you know it's the size of a cup, basically. It's a very small little blender. But I've I've used it to make brown sugar when we've been out of brown sugar. And oh sure, you just gotta you know it's molasses and regular sugar. That's literally all that that is. Right. But, you know it blends it up really nicely, better than you could do with like a whisk or anything in a bowl. Yep. You know so. I love I like to make margaritas in the summer too. Okay. And having a big powerful blender like that. Yep. Yeah, it's a game changer. As yeah. far, I mean, making margaritas because I had a KitchenAid blender. Okay. Before I bought my Vitamix, and I burned it out in six months. Yeah. It's a hundred dollar blender. Yeah. I'm like fuck that. And yeah. So I went and got the Big Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. We have a food processor that I like, but my Sarah does not like it because it's too easy to, uh, you know, if you toss an onion in there to chop it. Mm-hmm. If you don't really really watch what you're doing then you have like onion juice yeah so she doesn't like it as much as i do so it doesn't get used a whole lot and it's rather large so it's kind of cumbersome to pull out right and use and right. then it's a bitch to clean yeah of course uh so this is going to be an interesting one because my coffee pot's no longer made 
but there's an association called the Specialty Coffee Association, and they will certify coffee pots. These coffee pots have all of the temperature sensors and everything else, so where your water is 198 degrees, it comes onto your filter. And anyway, this this Specialty Coffee Association exists to certify coffee equipment for the quote-unquote best cup of coffee. So if you're going to get a coffee pot at home and you want extremely good coffee all the time, Go onto their website. They have 20 coffee pots probably on there right now. I went there yesterday and checked it out. And they're like OXO and KitchenAid. And you can find these in stores. Yeah. Like, it's not impossible. I have a bun. Like I say, they don't make the one that I have anymore. They probably will come out with one again because I like the yeah. bun. But, uh, yeah. And it makes a huge difference. Okay. My, the coffee that comes out of my coffee pot is I don't go to Starbucks. Yeah. Like, there's no reason. And I don't drink coffee at gas stations either because it tastes like trash. Yeah. Uh, to go along with that, I have a Barazza Encore grinder. It's a hopper grinder, uh, and you can do anything, any size coffee grounds for French press or for your regular drip, and uh, it's worth the money. It costs a lot. Is that that's a burr grinder then? It's a burr grinder with a hopper. Yeah, and uh, it's like hundred and I think I spent one hundred and forty on mine. Okay, which seems like a lot. Because it is not really for, bur- I mean, not for burr grinders. If you're really going to get into the, and that's what that's something that I want is a burr grinder because we've just got the blade grinder, mm-hmm. which is fine for we just have a drip drip pot, but we've got you know that we've got the French press and we've got pour over stuff, and it's you can't really with ours. It's just well, you right. get, hold the button down for a little less time and you get a coarser grind. <laughs> yep, the the Bratza Encore is pretty much considered the best. It's not the best, but it's the most economical where yeah. that still does everything that you need. And then you can take it all apart and all the parts are replaceable. Okay. So if you tear a gasket or something, you yeah. can order a replacement part. Yeah. As long as you don't burn the engine out, you're fine. Yeah. And uh, it's worth every penny. I had a Black & Decker one before this one. Okay. And it worked pretty good, but it didn't do fine grinds very oh, well. Oh, sure. So it would do drip and do uh, like cold cold brew and press pot, but it, we couldn't get into an espresso type okay. grind. And we have an espresso maker, and this we will do an espresso grind. Yeah, yeah. I know for camping, I've got a I don't know. It's kind of like a little bit bigger in in diameter than a, a paper towel mm-hmm. tube. You know, the middle tube, and it's a hand crank coffee grinder. And yep. You can set your size on there, and I believe it's a burr grinder, and it's all stainless steel. And you can do that. And then I've got a stainless steel percolator that goes on a little cricket burner. Oh, sure. uh, For camping. Yeah, yeah. So you can make real nice coffee out in the woods. Yep. In the sticks, wherever you may be. Yep. And we have a percolator. And uh, I'll I'll just pre-grind all the coffee and bring it with me. Yeah. Uh, you could do that too. Yeah, theoretically, if I was in my truck, I have a inverter, so I could run a grinder on it. But I'm yeah. not fuck with that. Screw that. And then you might as well just stay home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you might as well. You might as well. Uh, and then I have other things like Americans don't usually have electric kettles. Yep. And I didn't have one, but yep. I like French press coffee. And I have a Bodum chainboard pot, which again, a little more expensive, but every part is replaceable. Yep. So I've had mine. I got mine my first year of college. Yeah. So it's old. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. But yeah, I like my electric kettle. I fought against it, but I like it. And then yeah. I usually, I have a digital scale too. Okay. Yeah I've, yeah. I've got a digital scale. I haven't used it for much. I originally got it to do my own CO2 for our aquarium, mm. but I found a different method that just takes regular kitchen measurements. And so I don't have to sit there and measure out, you know, 0.057 grams of yeast or whatever. Right. So on the weekends, I like to make French press coffee Okay, and I'll measure the weight in grams Okay, and I kind of fuck with it like a hobby, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. That's still good to have because sometimes you do come across 
recipes or things where they do grams the or whatever. So all the time, and they're not expensive. The little digital. No, I have an Amazon um, branded one. Works yeah, great. Yeah, I think uh, I've got an Amazon branded uh, like package uh, mm-hmm. scale mm-hmm. mailing scale. So I use that all the time because if if I sell something online and need to ship something out or ship something to relatives or whatever, I can weigh it and I just go to pirate ship. You get the corporate rates for the USPS and oh. you can do uh, USP or UPS, I'm sorry. And you can schedule the pickup. So you print off the label, slap it on the box and then schedule the pickup and the mail person comes and picks it up the next day. Nice. And you're good to go. Nice. And we talked about this in a previous episode, but Pamper Chef makes a spritzer that you can put your own olive oil in. That thing is awesome. I have two of them. That's how much I like them because I thought I lost it when I moved and I didn't. I found it later. And then a soda stream. Man, I am obsessed with my soda stream. I know. I, I want to get one of those. Oh, dude. And uh, there's they're in hot water right now because they're made in Israel. Yeah. But uh, come on, man. They're a first world nation. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, they, like, the people working in that factory make exactly what they make here. So, yeah. I mean, I get it that people are getting a little uh, touchy-feely about things, but yeah. it's better than made in communist China. Yeah. I don't know how else to put yeah. it. Th- <laughs> it's better to make your own carbonated stuff than mm-hmm. get it from a plastic bottle from a plastic bottling plant that will then just go back to the, the dump or whatever. You right. Know, so. And mine has, uh, I have the one with glass bottles. Yeah. I, I like it a lot. We just got a whisk as a gift and I don't know what the brand is called, but if you look at it, it's got metal balls on the end of it. Okay. They're like straight tines. Okay. And if you're looking for a whisk for whatever reason, get one of those. Okay. Yeah. They're like German made. So is it not like your standard like egg beater? It doesn't type? come around in an okay. egg beater. They come off all those little metal tines from the handle. Okay. And on the end of each metal tine, there's a metal ball. Okay. And then we have two of them. We have one with metal and one with plastic. Yeah. And they are so much better. Okay. So much better. So I hate those egg beater ones because they don't they, really fit in drawers. That This one doesn't fit in drawers very well either. Oh, okay. But you also don't get all that shit built up on the end of it. And yep. it, like you can beat the piss out of whatever you're doing yep, yep. and it works really well speaking about the pamper chef stuff and i know we talked about this on a previous one too uh, but i really like stoneware baking things like a stoneware pizza pan mm-hmm. or pizza stone i guess is what you call it and then a stoneware loaf pan oh and sure. those are great and they're similar to cast iron where you don't ever use soap on them but they all come with a little plastic like scraper thing you know and, oh, and you okay. just scrape them off under hot water and then they dry out and uh, they're good to go but the pizza stone is crazy because you'll you'll cook the pizza and it cooks it really nice and then you put it on top you know wherever on your counter and then you come back for like another piece of pizza and it's still hot it's not like the aluminum oh, sure. pans where they lose their heat right away yep. you come back and you're like wow this is still it's almost like a, as if it were under a heat lamp but you know from the pan from up above so Yep. I really like the stoneware cooking things in addition to cast iron. Oh, hell yeah. I, I have a piece of uh, stone pizza pan as well. I didn't think about putting it on the list because I've always had one. But Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, nice. that's why you're going through your list than if I think of other yeah. things. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Interject, so. Absolutely. You can't possibly think of everything you use or everything you right. like. Yeah, yeah. Just like, oh, I'm going to sit down and write down everything I use. Yep. Uh, and then I'm going to skip a couple because it's like nonsense. But one thing that really helps out if you're a hunter and you're going to do a lot of butchering is a electric knife sharpener. I have a chef mate, but there's sharp makers. There's all kinds of brands. You can pick whatever you want. But I can tell you what, man, that thing saved me so much time. Because if you shoot a couple deer, let's say, yeah. and you have to butcher and then you have to resharpen and blah, 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 it is so... So yeah. much better than trying to run it on a stone. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. want to waste my time. I've got a knife sharpening 
kit that will let me do serrated blades and things as well. Yeah. But it's got the guides and the rods through the stones so you can go. You and, have a Lansky system. Yeah. Yeah, I have a, yeah. I, I also have one of those. Okay. And I like it for my pocket knives Yeah, and I like stuff. it for pocket knives. Yeah. I'll, I'll use it on our uh, chef knives too because mm. you can get the angle right. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I think in the grand scheme of life, if you get any kind of sharpening thing, you're a step ahead because yes. you don't have to go down to the knife sharpening store right. and get your knife sharpened and come back in a week and pick it up. And sharp knives are safer than dull knives, especially with cooking or cleaning animals or yep. whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody has their knife preferences. I was going to say, just get a nice chef's knife yep. and a nice paring knife, yep. possibly a nice fillet knife, and then keep you're good them, to go. You keep them much... sharp and clean. Yep. Oh, speaking of knives. You. I, uh, because we have a small kitchen. I really, really like, uh, there's, it's a aluminum um, magnetic um, knife rack. That oh, yeah. You, it's a strip, and you can mount it either horizontal or vertical. And so we have it mounted vertically above our sink, and then you can just slap your chef knives up there because we don't really have the room for a knife block yep. on the countertop. And then it keeps it out of reach of kids, too, because right. it's high up. And this will make people laugh is that uh, Nate has a very economical and small kitchen. I have a very large kitchen, and on our island, we have two knife blocks because yes. I have a knife block and Sarah has a knife block, and neither one of us want to put our knife block away. <laughs> but you all, but you also have your own knives. We also have our own knives. Yeah. So it's kind of like you know, if you, I, I don't know, and you work in the kitchen, so you know, the chef brings their own knives in, or they have their own like tools, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I an work, auto mechanic or something. I worked in right? kitchens so. for a long time, so I have a nice, I have a nice set of knives, and Sarah's got a perfectly adequate set of knives, but they're not as nice as mine. <laughs> uh that's it for kitchen gadgets okay. i think on my uh my part i do have this oh uh sarah wanted to put on uh, a houdini corkscrew for okay. open wine bottles yeah it's is like, that the electric one no no, no 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 it screws in and then it's got like a gripper handle oh sure yeah, yeah. uh you can open a wine bottle with a tennis shoe how, how do you do that you and I, this is one that you probably need to practice a little bit before you whip it out at your next wine party. But you take your shoe off and you put the the uh, punt end of the wine bottle into the heel of your shoe as if it were your limb, right? Your foot. And then you will bang it against uh, a door frame or a wall, and the pressure will work the cork out of the end of the thing. So the trick is you need to, when the cork is adequately out, that you can grab it with your hand to pull the, the rest of the way out. Got you yeah. stop the banging or else you're just going to bang and it'll pop out and all the wine will spill on the floor. Interesting. So, but that's a that's a way. I mean, you know, when you're in college, not that we were drinking a lot of wine, but you have to find different ways to open beer bottles and wine and other liquor things. Yep, so absolutely. Uh, definitely a way to do it. There we go. That's it for my kitchen gadgets. Okay. I've got a couple uh, sound audio visual things. Uh, that I oh, like. Oh, there um, we go. So uh, I've got a pair of headphones. They're Bluetooth headphones and noise canceling. And I, honestly, I don't use the noise canceling a whole lot because I'm not really on a plane. And it works best for kind of the continue, continuous noise. Mm-hmm. It's not like if you have children screaming in the background, you'll never hear them with noise canceling. It's more, you know, just noise removal, basically. But they are Bluetooth and they're comfortable and they have the uh, 3.5 jack. So you can do them without that. Okay. The battery, you can turn the noise canceling on and off so you're not constantly draining the battery. Battery life lasts a long, long time. And these are the headphones that I usually use when we're doing our podcast. Although I've been doing the hard line in now recently, just for no reason. Sure. But, uh, they're Tautronics. Um, so they're not like a big name brand. They're really affordable, but they work just fine. 
I also have a pair of headphones on here. Okay. Uh, mine are uh, for work. Yeah. And they're Isotune Pro Awares. Okay. They have an NRR rating at 26, so they're certified hearing protection. Yeah. And then the uh, aware port is that you can turn them on and you can hear outside noise and it'll automatically block any sound that's over 76 decibels. Okay. Because uh, they limit to 76. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, you can hook them up to your phone and listen to your stuff yep. and work. Yep. And then they're here in protection, and also you can use them at the gun range if you wanted to, yep. or uh, for hunting or anything like that. Yeah. And I like them a lot. Yep. I got two pairs. They last about a day. Okay. Yeah. I um, I used to DJ quite a bit, and for like weddings and things, um, and I have on here downbeats, mm. and they are just silicone things that go in your ear. They come in a little carry case that goes on your keychain if, you, if you're so inclined, and uh, usually whenever I go to a concert. You know, first Ave or anywhere where there's going to be loud noise for a long period of time. I toss the downbeats in and they really do cut down that, um, I don't know what you would call it, like the post-show headache or whatever that you're, you know, from, yes. from that. And um, I think on their website, and they're like, I don't know, $12, $16 on Amazon. You can get them any color you want. Yep. And uh, they cut down, I think, 15 or 16 decibels. And you can hear people close to you in, in conversation just fine. And it doesn't, it doesn't, honestly, it doesn't affect the, the audio quality from the concert at all. So Nate told me about these. Yeah. And I bought myself and my Sarah them. Yeah. And they are a game changer. Yeah. They're way better than having earplugs I'm so in. glad you did. I'm yeah. so glad. They're way better. And uh, if I forget them, I'm really bummed because then I got to put earplugs in because I don't want that loud ringing all day yeah, long. Yeah, and the know? earplugs muffle. And they muffle. Yeah, and the, these do not these muffle. These do not muffle yeah. at all. So I don't know how they do it. I bought a I bought one for Dev because we went to a show together. And he was like, what are you sticking in your ears there? You know, and I'm like, oh, here you go, man. Like, just get your yeah. own pair. So Yeah, they're they're definitely worth it. Yeah. And the black case is cheaper. Just yeah, so everybody yeah, knows. Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, I have, I have black. Sarah has purple. Because, yeah, I got purple for my Yeah, Sarah reasons. Too, so. Yeah, for reasons. Yeah. I think hers were like 18 bucks. Well, you like know, even though we're married to these respective Sarahs, like, I don't want her ear stuff in my ear. No, not vice really. vice versa. No, so. not really. So, yeah, so that was that. I don't know. I guess um, I'll read some of mine off. Um, I really, so I've, we've got two of these now because all modern phones have wireless charge capability, mm -hmm. or most of them do. Um, and I found this good one. It's Utech, uh, Y-O-O-T-E-C-H, and they're just wireless charge pads. They're cheap. You can get them in any color you want. So there's like, a, I got a minty green for Sarah, and I just got a black one for me. Yeah. Uh, but the nice thing about these is they have an LED, so it'll light up green when you, when it, senses the connection because right. there's been a couple times when I had a different one when I put my phone down and I thought it was charging but it wasn't lined up the right way on the wireless pad and it was not charging so I was pretty disappointed the next morning yep. <laughs> when I was at like zero but uh, those I like those I uh, I have an iPhone and I have a MagSafe yep. case so I have MagSafe stuff for my phone yes and I uh, pretty much always buy Anchor branded products they're yeah, Anchor's good consistently uh, good I got a battery bank it's like 2800 milliamps I got a couple okay. years ago yep. for uh my hunting and fishing trips yep and uh yeah anchor if you can get it anchor and it's on sale yep. it's probably a good investment because yes. it's i want to talk about stuff. my battery bank um i almost brought it in here so you could see it but it's uh it's in in inui i-n-i-u i don't know mm. uh, it's got a little paw print that lights up blue and it'll tell you depending on how many paws or little toes are left how what the percentage okay. is left it's got two usbs out one USB-C in, and it's got a little flashlight, too, on it. Oh, that's if you, cool. If you need it, I've never used a flashlight on it. Uh, but 
it charges quick and it, I don't know what the capacity is, but, uh, you know, it'll charge a phone at least twice. Sure. It's just a nice thing to have if you're out and about, you know, if you're taking a bike ride or uh, Sarah's working an overnight once and I'm like, here, take the, the battery pack so you're not out of phone by the end of the night. Right. You know, when you're coming home at like three in the morning or something. So. Yeah. Yeah. My anchor is like the size of a checkbook. Yeah. And, uh, but it'll charge your phone for a week every day. Like yeah. it's huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, mine's a little more travel friendly, I believe, than yeah, yours. It's yep. a little bit bigger than maybe my phone, like thick, a little thicker yep. than a phone, but it comes in a nice little corded pouch. Yep. And it comes with the USB C, and then I just shoved an iPhone cable in there. Yep. So it's like it's got both things, so I can charge almost any device. Absolutely. Yeah, I bring mine for like uh, Rockfest, which we're there for four days. Yep. And yep. it'll charge my phone for four days, easy, and Sarah's phone. <laughs> it'll be, yeah, yep. it's, it's great. Uh, as far as uh, we're talking about phones, I bought, and it's called UB Size is the brand, and okay. it's a camera tripod, but for your phone. Okay. It's a phone tripod. Yep. Super light. We take it on hiking trips, and I'll throw it in my pack. Yep. And that way, we can actually set up a tripod with a timer, and we can have a proper f- f- photo of us or whatever yep. we want, and it's steady, and uh, yep. I, we have two. I bought one for Sarah as oh, well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because she yep. wanted one for her adventures and things. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that'll be something I'll have to get. Is, yeah, it, it's pretty tall. It yep. extends up. And, so I've got a little Gorilla Pod that I'll use for my GoPro sometimes. Oh, sure. But maybe there's an attachment that you can just, you know, I'm sure there's a phone attachment for a, a Gorilla Pod. Mm-hmm. Little backpacking. You know, that's the one with the little articulating mm-hmm. things you can wrap it around a tree branch. Yeah, yeah, they look like they're spiders. Yeah, something. Yeah, like yeah. That, so. Yes. Um, keeping with like the audio visual, I guess I'm just going to say like the Roku stick is nice. Sarah wanted to put that on like, there too. She's a big Roku. Uh, I did a lot of research before, you know, getting whatever the Amazon one is or the Fire Stick. The is Fire Stick have. or the Roku or whatever. And uh, the Roku will do the Amazon video stuff. And it just seems to work well. There's apps for both iPhone and, and Android that you can control your Roku from. Yep. Um, there's a third-party app for iPhone that you can cast things from your iPhone to your Roku. Yep. So when we went during the pandemic, we virtually went to the Mumford and Sons Red Rock performance. Oh, that's cool. But we had a link on the phone and we were like, well, how are we going to get this up there? I'm like, well, we'll just let's cast it up there with this third party app. And it worked just fine. There was no lag. And nice. You know, we've got the we've got the one that's got the Bluetooth remote. Okay. So there's no little infrared sensor thing you have to do. And Sarah's parents have the infrared sensor thing. So it's kind of like you got to get it just right because they've got stuff piled on their TV. I think ours is Bluetooth too because I I can point it. I can like, I don't need to point it anywhere. I can just touch it. Yeah. And then I know that has a phone app that you can use your phone for. Yeah. That's pretty convenient. Yeah. So Uh, my old travel partner, and I'm not sure if you can get it anymore. He had an Amazon Fire Stick that was a European Fire Stick. It was not an American one. Yeah. So he had access for free to all the European TV stations because they had a contract with like the BBC and whatever Univision and all these other big European companies. So he could get for free all of the European channels and movies and everything. And uh, it was awesome. Uh, And I'm not sure if you can even find – you probably can find something like that on eBay or something. Oh, I'm sure you could. I think think with the – and, you know, if you want to do third-party stuff, I think it's fairly easy to install your own stuff onto a Roku stick. Oh, sure. Probably a Fire Stick as well, except I would imagine a Fire Stick's a little more locked down. Possibly. Quite possibly. Let's see. What else do we got here? We're, I mean, we should do, I think we're a little beyond halfway. We're around halfway. Around halfway. Uh, It's Um, 
still smooth, yeah. spicy. We're getting, yeah, spi- I'm getting, getting more spice. spice. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, I relit a little bit because um, I moved past that leaf flaking off part. So yeah, let's see. The other thing that I have next to my bed. It's a Powrui, P-O-W-R-U-I, but it's an eight outlet, four USB, six foot flat plug power strip block. Okay. So it's nice because it's got the four USBs. So I can, I plug my wireless charge pad into that. And then I just keep a cord there for like my Kindle or whatever else I might need to to do. And then it's got enough plugs because we just got kind of the one plug behind our headboard on our bed. So one goes over, Sarah's got a different one because she doesn't have as much electronic stuff. (laughs) Uh, But one goes over to her side and one comes to my side. And this one's nice because I can plug in, plug in a lot of things to that. Uh, the other thing I really like is the Wise security cams. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. I've got uh, I've got one on the driveway because um, ready for outdoors, and it makes it through the winter just fine, no problems. I've got a Wise doorbell, uh, which works just fine. And then I've got two in the house, just you know, in sure. case one of the outside ones misses somebody breaking in. There's still two more in the house as a little surprise for for yep. people. But it's nice to check on the cat too, you know, like oh yeah, there's the cat, or and they've got pretty nice um, smart detection, so you can tell it to ignore pets or to trigger on pets. So very nice, you know, trigger on vehicles and people. Yep. So uh, on that note, we have Casa switches and receptacles in the house, and uh, not all of them, but it yep. is. You have no idea, guys, if you don't have any smart switches and smart receptacles in the house. God, it's nice. Yeah, you can have timer on them. You can remotely turn it on and off with your phone. You can connect it to your Alexa or Google Box or whatever sort of home yeah. smart system you have. Yeah. And uh, on that note, I have a smart thermostat. And I yeah. know Nate does too. Yes. I have you a Honeywell. Have oh, Honeywell. I've got an Echo Bee, Eco Bee. Yep. Yeah. And so, uh, it's awesome. It saved great. a ton of money on my bill for uh, heating and air conditioning. Yeah. Uh, because you can set... A wave pattern, or not a wave pattern, but a, you can set your your schedule. You, you schedule and your schedule. Like for me at night, I don't care if the house yeah. gets a little cooler or hotter in the summer yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I have and, it go uh, colder at night when we're sleeping. Yep. See, and I have I basically turn it off, and then I have an away yeah. mode, so an away setting. So when I when we're away from home, it keeps everything cooler or in the summer warmer, and, and then it's nice because before before we leave. I'm going to fire up my phone app and tell it that we're home, and then it'll be warm when we're home. Yep, yep. And we have, uh, what, like, he- curtains that are rated to keep temperatures in, They're like oh, heat, heat yep. curtains. Yep. And uh, in the wintertime, you can put your hand back there, and it's freezing cold behind them, so it really stabilizes the temperature in the day. Yep. My heater does not turn on yep. from 6.30 in the morning until 3, right before, okay. you know, time off of work. Yep. And... Uh, it's nice because it saves so much money. <laughs> yeah. When I know with the Echo Bees, you can get uh, temperature sensors. You can put other places in the house and then it will calculate the average temperature, you know, and then keep oh, your sure. house averagely. Oh, that's nice. You know, and really then nice. it'll work with multiple stage or multiple zone furnaces or HVAC systems and things. So that's nice. And I like that they give me a reminder to change my furnace filter. Oh, sure. It'll pop up and say, change your furnace filter. And I'm like, oh, yeah, probably time. So mm-hmm. then, you know, nice and easy to do. And uh, we have some smart bulbs, which I'm less thrilled about. I like them, but people come and then mess with the lamp because they think they can turn the lamp on. But if they turn it off, then I have to resync the smart bulb, which is a pain in the ass. Uh, but I do have one smart plug, but I should get some more smart plugs for the lamps so to worry about people messing with my stuff. Yep. And that's one nice thing about the Casa switch. The only difficulty is that if you have a three-way switch, you have to put it on the load side of the first switch. 
uh, which is something that an electrician can do, but home users are, if you're not confident, don't do it because yeah. you could hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah. Or others. Or others. Yeah. I put my 3D printer on here because I use it quite a bit. Okay. I just have an Ender 3. Uh, I've... I don't want to say severely modified and upgraded it, but that's kind of the the fun of these 3D printers is it's a, it's a cheap entry-level 3D printer, and you can buy parts from AliExpress or wherever, and it takes maybe four weeks to four months to get to you, but it's only $16 instead of $97 for the American version or the Swiss-made version. Right. But it does the same thing, and it works just as fine, so you can go and, and you can 3D print anything you want. I 3D printed a DVD case holder for our child, so you can put one of the old school DVD players in the car and it sits right on the back. I just took the measurements and designed something quick on the computer. Nice. Printed it out. I printed a bunch of board game stuff for that. Yeah, um, you printed me off some uh, Dune stuff. Yep, some Dune stuff. Yep. So it's, And those are awesome. They yeah, look really good. Yeah, so it's just it's fun. Fun to do. Uh, fun little hobby. But you can make lots of things that are also useful to your life as well. Yep. If you're going to be getting a 3D printer, as my one friend did and asked me for my input, I said, get whatever you want, but make sure you get the biggest bed, print bed you can afford. Uh, my print bed is smaller than his print bed, and I was trying to print something, and it wouldn't fit on my bed. No matter, no way, no how. So I sent him the file. I was like, hey, can you print this out on yours? He's like, yeah, no problem, because I printed out a bunch of stuff for him before he ever got one. Nice. Damn. Oh, here's one you might think of. Or you might know, uh, the little giant ladder. Yeah. Now, I don't have yeah. one. I don't have one. But I borrowed one from a friend. They loaned me it. Yes. Uh, during the Nate Falls Down the Stairwell multiple times incident uh, <laughs> year. Um, but it's it's great. It's awesome. It works on stairs. It folds up, folds down. Yep. Uh, it's eventually, I'm going to get one. Very useful. I hated the idea of it because it's aluminum and it's kind of gimmicky. But you can have a short straight ladder. You can have you can extend it out. You can do I'll, I'll anything you on what, the stairs. It's more steady than the extension ladder thing that I have at home now, and it's more sturdy than any of the ladders my dad ever had. See, and mine's not, but I have like professional. Yeah, professional ladders. grade ladders. Yeah, I have a professional I, grade ladder. I'm guessing if you go anywhere in my neighborhood and ask to see their ladder, it's going to be some rickety piece of shit. Yeah, you, and so this is going to be better than those. Right. Word to the wise: you have to wear a pair of boots that have a uh, steel shank in them because that little rung is sturdy, but it is small, and you yeah. do not want to stand on it in a flip flop, which I have done. Yes, or like a croc. A, yeah, or a croc, or a pair of. Uh, <laughs> Sarah was trying to do it with her like old work sneakers. Okay, and I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Go get your boots on. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, my feet hurt. I'm like, well, no shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great home device as far as that goes. Yes. And then if you guys have a dog, this is related to home tools and then the electronics. We got our dog a halo collar. Okay. And they are expensive. What do they do? Uh, it is a GPS tracking collar and okay. you can create custom fencing zones. And then if you train your dog on a shock collar, which we already did. They have buzz auditory and then the shock. Well, this yep. does the same thing. Yeah. So if you've already trained your dog on a shock collar and then you work with your progression, so buzz, yep. auditory, and then finally, you know, the, the big zap. Yep. The dog will natively know how to use this collar because it'll go to the zone, it'll give it a little buzz, yep. it'll vibrate, yep. and then it'll give an auditory sound, and then it'll shock them if they go past the yep. the no-go zone. And it is great. You have 20 zones. Yeah. So like my place, I have one, my parents' place, my brother's place, whatever. Yeah. And you can bring the dog with you and you can make temporary zones. Okay. And you can both draw it on the map or you can physically walk around and create GPS points for oh, a customer. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So it works and it's really, really expensive, but yeah. it's a lot cheaper than putting an underground fence and it's certainly cheaper than building a real fence. Yeah. Yeah. So. We, uh, speaking about pets and things, we've got a cat and we used to have an automatic feeder. And it was a big hopper style and had this big conveyor belt thing that would go up and you, you know, you'd set it, you could program it uh, to how, what, how many servings per day, serving size per serving and whatnot. Um, but it finally went out. And then I did some more research on them and that one was really expensive. It was like $100. And then you had to buy the separate, ba- the separate AC backup. Yep. So it ran off of like, it would run off the batteries first. And then if the batteries went out, it would run off the AC. So it was a little backwards. And this new one I got, it has a big hopper. But it's got a little spin dish at the bottom to kick it out, and it has batteries for backup and runs off the outlet. And it's a lot easier to program, and it's easier to see if it's full or not, and if you need to fill it up. And it's great because our cat has never been fed by us directly. We've only ever had it feed off of an automatic feeder, so we don't really get the 3 a.m. wake-up calls like, meow, 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 feed me, I'm hungry. It's like, no, you just... And she knows. If we don't see her for a bit, our cat... I'll go downstairs to like do the laundry or something or check something downstairs. She's like sitting right there by her food dish. So she's not bothering me. Yep. And then we can go away for long weekends and she's got food. We have auto feeders for our cat as well. Yeah. And uh, we have a spinner style and it's AC power first, battery backup second. Mm-hmm. And ours will run on battery only if you want it to. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's great. It's better to have that. Yeah, AC it's, it's awesome. Um, I wanted to do another shout out. I know we talked about this on one of the ones when I was talking about my car repairs, but the, uh, the Thosif screw extractor set. Mm-hmm. T-H-O-S-A-F saved my butt again. So we had a, a kitchen drawer that had a critical malfunction failure, and I had to put in new uh, side rails and cut some some stuff out uh, with an oscillating tool, which I, I'm sure you're going to talk about. Yes. And uh, one of the screws, because it was so tight and cramped in there, because you're not really supposed to be putting these things in when the countertop is on. So you just kind of have to make do with what you make do with. Well, one of these screws stripped out, and it was in the track path. So it was going to block the, the opening and closing of said, said drawer. So I went and grabbed my handy screw extractor set, and it popped right out. Nice. Right again. So... Uh, this one, though, I did have to, I drilled with the smaller size and tried with that same, it's the reverse bits. They've got the drill on one side and the extractor on the other side of the bit. So it's, they're already sized right. You know, you put one in, drill, flip it around and extract. Uh, but I went up a size on the extractor and that's what popped it right out of the wood. Oh, so, nice. Um, I can't recommend that enough. It was not expensive at all. Nice. But uh, if you ever run into those you know things because you've got your torque set too high on your on your power drill let's raise our hands that's me um <laughs> and you strip screw heads out a lot but for like outdoor stuff i use a lot of the torx uh heads now instead of the phillips yeah because they don't strip as easily yeah yeah, yeah. torx is yeah for a lot of stuff is a lot better yeah and then i i like we talked about this list before we uh, started the show obviously and uh, I didn't have an oscillating saw until like two years ago maybe okay it was during covid and they had a great sale on a dewalt uh on uh, Amazon. Okay. And it was like a oscillator and two batteries and a thing and a bag. Yeah. And a charger for like 99 bucks or something. Okay. And uh, it doesn't matter what brand tools you have at home. I like to keep every tool with the same battery and I'm a big proponent of battery power tools. Yep. So if you don't have an oscillating saw, I can tell you if you're doing home projects, thing is a lifesaver. Yeah. Like you can cut custom things into your cabinets if you have to put in extra stuff. Yeah. They work great. Yeah. And you can get cheap blades. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can get the whole sets of them for like 20 bucks. Yeah. I think our oscillating tool, because it's not not a saw, it's a tool we got from Harbor Freight. So super cheap. Oh, yeah. And it's corded. So it's not battery power. It's corded. But then you it comes with a big, the Allen key. And you can put, there's a big blade for cutting wood. 
And then I bought a smaller blade about the size of my fingertip uh, for cutting wood. It comes with a sander pad. Yep. yep. And then uh, it's just the standard oscillating tool head. So you can go to Home Depot or whatever and just grab what you need for it. And, you know, you don't need it every day, but I've used it multiple times. It's great for drywall, cutting through yep. drywall. I so. got a dry, I have a special drywall blade so I can put in uh, boxes, receptacle yep. boxes. Yep. I also have a sanding pad. We used it on our deck a couple times when we have to repaint. I got paint scraper. Yep. It's a great little tool to have around. Yep. And uh, like I say, if you own Milwaukee tools, the Milwaukee one's going to be your jam. Yeah, they're all going to be the same. They're I all going to be great. Fun. If you own a Makita or a Ryobi yep. Yep. or whatever. If then, you're on a budget, homeowner, just go to Harbor Freight and grab yep. whatever their brand is. Yeah. Um, the one I didn't put on here is my Dremel tool. I use my Dremel tool all the time. But I'm going to fight you a little bit because okay. you like battery-powered things. And for my tools, I like corded power. Like I like that consistent power. I love the cordless drill. Right, my battery power drill. Yep. Um, I only have one battery for each of my two drills. If I know I'm doing a drill project, then I'll just, you know, use one drill and keep the other drill ready with the battery backup charged, and then I can swap and, and whatever. It's not a big deal. But for like Dremeling, uh, Sarah has a, a rechargeable Dremel that just That's probably lame. Sucks. It just sucks, and it's you know you for some of these tools you kind of need. All right, so we're gonna go on a little tangent here. <laughs> I have a Dremel. It's better. It's corded. I would never buy a battery-powered Dremel because of the power factor. Yeah. Uh, the same thing with a grinder. If yeah. you're going to buy a grinder at home, yes. I have at work a Hilti-branded $400 battery-powered grinder, and I swear to fucking God, if I put a leather glove on, I could stop that blade at full speed. Yeah. Like, it is the weakest, shittiest tool ever. Now, I have a battery-powered chop saw. Yep. And that Maniac saw is, like, powerful, like, yep. dangerous. Yeah. Uh, by the same token, I have this on my list, too. If you own a, a major power tool company branded thing and you have woods, buy the battery powered chainsaw because I have a DeWalt one and literally 99.5% of all chainsaw needs, including trimming, that's all you need. That's yeah. the only thing. I have a, a that battery powered chainsaw and a battery powered, uh, what the hell is it called? Like a limb, limbing saw oh, okay. where it's yeah, got yeah, the yeah. extensions on it. Yeah. And between those two, I literally... Yeah. You can cut down a tree that's 20 inches with a 12-inch blade. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. great. We have a battery power weed whip, and it's fantastic. And so it also, I, yeah. you, can, you can flip it, and it'll also do edging. Yep. So you can get the all the crap off the edge of your sidewalk yep. and stuff. I do but all my edging and stuff. It's a huge battery pack, and it's never gone out mid-whip mid, mid whip or oh, trim, sure. you know. So and and most then, modern batteries have the, the charge indicators on them, too, so you can kind of know before you go out. They do. Which is nice. And then uh, Waitley... Waitley is a company that makes like cologne batteries for power tools. Okay. And they're really reasonable, especially this time of year. You can get like a double pack of five amp hour Waitley batteries for like 40 bucks. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's so much cheaper than buying the real yep. stuff. And I'm not saying they're as good as a DeWalt battery or a Milwaukee battery or a Makita battery, but they're close enough for, yeah, they're close enough because well, you can and, get a shit ton of them. Yeah. And, and having multiple batteries for one tool versus having one really good expensive battery for one tool is better to have the multiple because you can swap to a full charge yeah you know i've only got two things left on my list of of things uh one is i've got and now this is one where i've got it's a it's a battery it's it's not corded <laughs> um but sometimes i wish it was but it's a, a little wall in a zippered pouch beard trimming kit. Oh, sure. And so it's got the uh, it's got the fine little trimmer to do you know around your lips or catch little strays, and then it's got a, a regular kind of like the hair clip one. It's got all the little attachments, so I can you know trim the whole thing. And then it's got uh, like a foil, you know, so I could do like a close shave if 
you wanted to spend hours with this tiny little, you know, right. and it's got a little wider blade for any other body hair trimming, you know, when, when your buddy's over and they ask to borrow your razor and you're like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And they come back out and they still have a full beard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. It's only happened once. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's nice. It's in a little, like, carry pouch and there's absolutely zero LEDs on it. So you never know if it's fully charged. You just leave it on the outlet and then come back the next morning or something and assume it's fully charged. Um, I don't like to leave things on on charge for too long because it kind of wears down the batteries. But, you know, this was a, a cheap, like, beard trimmer. And yep. we've got a we've got a corded wall for haircuts and, and you know things like that but it doesn't have the same precision blades that the little wall sure uh, beard trimmer thing does i have a oster was it speed cut or something it's one of the made in usa osters and i did a lot of research on it because i got one i inherited one from my dad uh for those who are listening and don't know i have not had since 2006 i've gone to the hair cutters twice and both times they fucked me up they one of them cut my sideburns off and the other time i had to go for a big wedding uh out of country so I got the full like $75 everything done to make myself look nice. So I've cut my own hair exclusively pretty much for 17 years, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And I have an Oster, I think it is a Speed Series. It's 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 the Made in USA one and this is a theme for all the shit I buy. You can buy parts and you can repair it at home. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's what I wanted. Yeah, we've got the wall, like I said, it's uh, corded, you know, you plug it in. Because that's if you're doing big haircuts, yep, like full top of the head haircuts, you don't want a battery one. We had one, and Sarah was cutting my hair once, and it was like running out of battery, so it was catching and pulling hair instead of cutting hair. Just get the corded one. Yep. Um, but get- yeah, I don't have much hair, so I always toss on the one eighth. Uh, guide and just go yep. zip zip. So when I had short hair, I always cut it one inch long because my hair sticks straight out, and at one inch it'll actually lay flat. Okay. And then I cut my trim my beard and everything with it, and you know do yep. all my touch ups, and they last. If you take care of it, I have barbicide that I use to clean it out, okay. and uh, I oil it and all that fancy stuff, and they yeah. last a really long time. Yeah, yeah, and most of them are self sharpening blades or whatever they are. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And if you get a good enough one, you can get a different blade if it yeah. ever gets dull. Yeah. And I like that stuff. Yeah. Well, what's your other one? My last one is. Uh, Kindle Paperweight. So this one is, it used to run on the 3G network as well, and it came included with the purchase of the device. So you could download things, but it's the paper white, so it is only black and white. It's that e-ink that doesn't take much battery power. The one that I have is... I don't know, it's got to be five generations old, Mm -hmm. you know, by now. It was one of the first, not one of the first, but, you know, relatively first paper whites. I know the new paper whites are like water resistant or waterproof and things like that. But I do a lot of ebooks from the library. You can set up your library card with an app called Libby, and it will just deliver these Amazon ebooks to you for 30 days or 25 days or whatever it is. And uh, Sarah does that as well with hers. And I like the paper white because I just want to read the book. I don't, I don't want Facebook notifications. I don't want to also have the option of watching movies on it. I don't want all that stuff yep. on there. So it's a nice for me distraction-free reading, even though generally I prefer the physical book. But if I'm traveling, I like the, the paperweight because I've got a bunch of books on there that I haven't read yet. And I can borrow books from the library and read them on there too. And usually I try and borrow the books from the library before getting them for like $2.50 on eBay used books. But mm-hmm. Sarah Sarah got me the, the Kindle Paperwhite uh, because she did not like how many books I have, but uh, it hasn't, hasn't it's curbed, it hasn't reduced. It's curbed the buying of books, but it hasn't really reduced the amount of books that I still have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Interesting. So I have a bunch of other stuff. Uh, get it. Get on it. So uh, for those guys who work uh, with their hands, I have started buying. in the buying, bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> 
I have switched to uh, All American Jean Company Carpenter Pants, and they are a 15 ounce weight, 100% cotton uh, work pant. And I mentioned this because Sarah and I were looking for work clothes the other day, maybe a couple weeks ago now, and uh, I noticed that. All the work pants and shit like that you can find in the stores are all blended. They're not 100% cotton anymore. Yep. And uh, that's dangerous if you're going to be working with grinders and stuff because uh, I, I think I mentioned it to Nate. A couple weeks ago, I was cutting down something with a maniac saw and uh, I lit myself on fire. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, of course, I had 100 percent cotton pants. Well, you on. look fine. I looked fine. And my, it just smoldered. It didn't. I didn't actually catch <laughs> yeah. on flame. But I couldn't imagine trying to. You know, if you were to catch these poly blend work pants with a grinder, holy shit, that could be a big problem. Yeah. Um, and yeah. they're not cheap. I think they're 70 bucks a pair. But like right now, you can get them for 20 percent off. Yeah. And they're made in America. Yeah. And they're very high quality uh, pants. And uh, who cares, man? If you get a good high quality pair of work pants, it'll last you five, six years. Yeah. And uh, I recommend them to people. They're uh, not generous sizing. So you have to measure yourself and then get what the measurements are, not your standard pant size. Yeah. So my pant size is like two size bigger on the waist and the same length. Okay. But uh, yeah, they're really good. And then Carhartt came up with a new design for their vest. And I like wearing a vest for work. Yeah. And uh, the new design is superior. Okay. It's got big pockets. Yeah. So you can put a cell phone or a checkbook wallet in any of the upper pockets. And then it's got uh, a little holder in the in the hand pocket for a pen. Okay. And uh, I like it. It's kind of uh, one of the first times in a long time that a company's made an improvement on their design and had to be a genuine improvement. Yep. And it's still 100% cotton on the shell. And uh, I recommend it to people Nice. Uh, if you want to wear a vest. And then for those guys who do have hand tools and you're looking for a new bag, I actually got my coworker to buy one, uh, Vito Propec. They make some extremely high quality bags. That bag right there, which you can see in the corner because I'm working on house projects. Yep. Uh, that's like for all your old. listeners, that's our left. That's our left. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's like 12 years old and it looks brand new. Yeah. And granted, they're $300. Yeah. But you're putting $2,000 well, worth of tools in it. Yeah, so. if you buy quality and take care of things, generally they will outlast you. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it's worth the money, especially if you get your hands on it Yeah. and uh, see what you need. I have an HVAC tech bag because uh, I have meters and everything on the one side. Yeah. Um, I don't like the electrician bags because they're all open top. I like mine to zip close so you can throw in the back of a pickup. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, they're worth the money. They're yeah. crazy expensive, but they're yeah. worth the money. Speaking of tools, yes, uh, you recommended me to buy a volt voltometer. Oh, a voltmeter, voltmeter. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but it's got the multiple settings and it's got the the prongs. Yes, and everything. And uh, I really enjoy that, and that has come in handy a lot of times. Yes, and um, we are going to internet the show right now. The other thing I wanted to mention, and I don't think that the brand of this matters too much. Mike might slap me afterwards, but my brother introduced me to this thing. It's a little, like it's a little three prong plug with LEDs on it and it's real tiny and you put it in your outlets and it tells you if it's grounded, it tells you uh, if there's power there or if there's not. So you can't do as deep diagnosis as you can with this other other tool, but it will also tell you if the polarity is reversed. Oh, yeah, uh, Which yeah. you could do with the tool that I have that you recommended me buy, and I did, uh, if you know what you're doing and know how to read these things. Um, and I have very, very basic knowledge of these things, so I also picked up one of those little plug LED checker things. And if you're not doing a lot of rewiring stuff and you just want to check and make sure your, your stuff's grounded, just pick up one of the little LED things. And then if you ever have a problem with an outlet, 
you can you can stick that thing in there and it'll tell you if it's if it's fine. We actually found out in my brother's house his refrigerator was reverse polarity, the outlet his fridge was plugged into. So which luckily hadn't caused any issues, but over time it could have caused some serious issues for the fridge and potentially fire hazards. So we were able to diagnose that and we checked the rest of his outlets in his house and that was the only one that was reversed. But yes. Now I'm now I'm having to find uh I'm trying to find this dang thing, of course. <laughs> And, uh, oh, there we go. So the one that I recommended to Nate and I recommended it to my cousin, uh, cause she bought a house and she wasn't sure about some of her electric yeah. uh, stuff. And it's the Fluke 101 multimeter, which, uh, Fluke is the premium brand, everybody, uh, for multimeters. Just if you guys don't know that, I guess if you're not an electrician, you, yeah, wouldn't, you wouldn't know that. Probably. And, uh, it's like 40 bucks yeah. and, uh, it's got every setting you could ever possibly need as a home user. Yeah. Uh, and some you don't. And some you don't. Yeah, it's got uh, AC, DC volts. It's got millivolts. It's got ohms. Uh, you can check uh, resistance. You can check capacitors with it. I don't believe it has impacity. And as I told Nate, you don't want to check impacity for the most part as a home user. Yeah. Uh, that's really something. If you need to check the amps that you have on a circuit, you should probably start <laughs> talking. Call someone else. <laughs> talking to an electrician because the amps is the part that makes you not alive. And uh, if you want a meter that has impacity, you're looking at several hundred dollars uh, for something that's going to be good and reliable and all that stuff. Yes. So. But I can vouch for that one because it was great. And we put up a new light fixture, but the cord coming out the top that would be wired into the box, the two wires were the same color and had no positive neutral indication on them whatsoever. So Mike was able and gracious enough to walk me through the right setting on the meter to figure out which one was the positive and which one was the neutral. Yep. And make that happen. So any sort of home or any sort of electrical work where you're trying to troubleshoot, you pretty much have to have a, a voltmeter. Yeah. Uh, and for reference, I have a Fluke 374, okay. which is a $300 meter. Yeah. But I am also uh, an electrician who used to do yes. low voltage work and yep. pretty much does everything you need to do yep uh it's clamp meter and all that fancy shit so you can check your impacity yep uh like i say if you're if you're looking at the amps that you have on with your lines it's probably something you need to uh contact a professional with yep uh <laughs> it's like what i tell what i tell our three-year-old almost on a daily basis if you don't know what this thing is do not touch it please mm-hmm. so exactly uh, something i use ampacity meters all the time yep as far as my work but you really shouldn't be checking that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. How much more you got there, Mike? Oh, I got all kinds of crap. I added. I got all kinds of unnecessary stuff. Uh, Sarah wanted me to add. Uh, there's foam panning. Uh, there's. We have a round, you know, uh, disc sander. Okay. They have foam pads. Like it's got sanding, but there's foam behind it, and it'll mold into what you're sanding. Okay. She says that they are worth the money. She wasn't okay. sure if it was a gimmick or not. Yeah. But apparently. If you're doing some home refurbishing projects. Uh, uh, speaking of home things and things that are nice, I have some that I haven't put down yet, but for in front of my workbench. And I noticed you have some in your kitchen, the anti-fatigue mats. Yes. Are, are those on your list? No, they're not. Okay. <laughs> Sarah likes the anti-fatigue mats, and they're yeah. good. Restaurants have them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all sorts of things like yeah. that. Yeah, my buddy, uh, the woodworker, gave me a set after we built my workbench, and he 
because he spends a lot of time standing at his workbench. Mm-hmm. And I have a stool for our podcasts when I am at my workbench, so I don't have them down right now. But if I were to be doing a long project, I'd put those down. And he says it makes all the difference in your joints and stuff, being you know standing long hours yep. in the, basically the same spot. Yep. I do have something for the truck owners out there. Okay. For guys that own pickups who... Is uh, it the little uh, balls that dangle from the No. The uh, if you do get truck nuts, and I know this because I went to school with a guy who overheard our conversation and we were making fun of truck nuts. Yeah. He turned around and said, if you ever buy truck nuts, make sure you get the ones that have antifreeze on the inside. Otherwise, they'll explode in the winter. Okay. So for those guys who want truck nuts, yep. make sure you get ones that have antifreeze on the inside. There you go. Good uh, to know. <laughs> good to know, right? Uh, no. So... <laughs> I have a tonneau cover for my uh, truck, and on the top of the truck, on the rails, they have the little drop-ins on the four corners of the trucks. And I bought a product a while ago, and I ended up getting them for my dad as well. It's called a bull ring. And they're a drop-in, and you can pull it up, and they have a hook. So you can uh, put a ratchet strap on them, and they're rated for 1,000 pounds. Okay. And uh, if you're going to haul stuff and ratchet strap, it is nice having four extra attachment points. Yeah. So in my bed... I have four corners of the bed have ratchet strap tie-downs on the bottom. And, and this is your truck bed, Mike, not my, your... Yeah, not my regular bed. <laughs> then I have four attachment points on the walls of the side of the bed, and then I have four on top. And those 12 attachment points make it very easy and convenient to pretty much atta- like tie anything down in the bed. Yep. And uh, I think they're 20 bucks for two. Okay. So for 40 bucks, you can have these drop-in bull rings. Yep. And uh, yeah, they're very useful if you're going to haul like a... Something tall that you actually have to come down on. Yeah. Pretty convenient. And then yeah, WeatherTechs. Yeah. Everybody knows about WeatherTech, but yeah. you should get WeatherTechs in your vehicle. If you don't, if yeah. you have a nice vehicle and you don't have WeatherTech mats, I have a WeatherTech bed mat in okay. my truck that has a lip on it. And you yeah. can just empty it out and then you don't have crap yeah. rolling around the yeah. back. Yeah. yeah, I've got, I don't have WeatherTech in my car because obviously my car is my car. Yeah. And it's going to be 20 years old soon. Boy, how they grow. Uh, but I've just got, I've got. Uh, I don't know, mats. They're not WeatherTech mats, yeah. but any mat is better than what comes with the car. Yes. So even if you're not going to spring for WeatherTech, right. you you know, the other ones are going to wear out a lot quicker, but it's still better than the carpet mats that you get with the car. So uh, Yeah. I think there's a couple brands that like copy the WeatherTech yeah. mat. Yeah. WeatherTech's still I'm not, I'm not trying to poo-poo on WeatherTech no, 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 at no, all. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not, just trying to say like some of this stuff is like, yeah. it's just nice to have mats that are better than the the mats from the factory yeah Um, yeah it definitely is worth it i know sarah's got weather techs in her car yeah and uh my sarah has weather techs in her car. my sarah wants weather techs so yeah maybe they're awesome because they got the lip and then you just kind of like dump them out spray them down and uh my weather tech bed mat in my truck is that was great way better than the standard rubber yeah uh little device and i yeah well that's the thing there's a lot of things that you get where the thing itself is nice but some of the little accessories, and not just with cars, but with other things too, you know, like some of the little accessories, they kind of skimped out on those. So upgrading little tiny things makes a big, big difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like having a, like my dad's got a Chevrolet pickup. Yeah. He's got little tiny car mirrors on it. I have big tow mirrors on my truck. I'm yeah. like, yeah, you want the big tow mirror, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, and you want ones like mine are heated. The top and the bottom yeah. are heated. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, right there. That's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, even though I see these Dodges that have these massive, like, extension mirrors on them, and they have, like, little tiny car mirrors, I'm like, what's the point of that? Yeah. Just to make it look goofy? I guess. I'm sure that the anybody who's driving a Dodge is like, oh, they're the best. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty much done. Uh, okay. well, I have a, a Wenger as W-E-N-G-E-R. 
uh, which makes Swiss Army knives. Okay. They make a fingernail clipper. Oh. And it is awesome. Okay. Yeah. Is if you need I'll a fingernail look, clipper. I'll look that up because yeah. I've got uh, I've just got a little set, but I'm not a huge. I, I like to keep my nails trimmed, but I don't like to trim them. Yeah. So kind of a weird thing. Uh, I was going to mention I've got uh, and I didn't think about this, but I do now because I'm staring at this bottle of Johnny Walker, and I've got some uh, whiskey stones, and they're I think marble or something, some kind of marbled. They're squares, and you keep them in the, in the freezer, and I'll use those if I'm drinking whiskey. And then I also have two, I think they're OXO. Mm-hmm. I think I got them from Target, probably. Uh, Sphere Ice Cube Molds. Yeah, and those are cool. And those are really nice. Um, they take a while to, to freeze, of course, because you've got all that volume there, and you can't overfill them even by like a like a milliliter, because then it'll ooze out the top and everything. So you really have to watch what you're putting in. But if you put in filtered or distilled or boiled water, you know, to remove the impurities, you get a really nice clear sphere of nice. ice that then goes in and you can... It's not the same as going to like a ritzy place and they hand shave the sphere because you're going to see the little seam or whatever. But it's right. like, it's, it's impressive enough for the people I have over, I guess. Right. <laughs> and then I have one final product and it's a Minnesota made product. And it's a definitely a luxury item that not everybody is going to go out and get. But uh, there's a company called Itasca Leatherworks. Okay. That's based out of St. George, Minnesota, which is by the park. And they make moccasins. Ah. And uh, those are some kick-ass moccasins. And they're not crazy expensive. And they go on sale yep. every now and again. And uh, you can get some pretty nice handmade moccasins right here in Minnesota. There you go. And uh, they're definitely a luxury item. But I like mine. And yep. I got a set for my niece. And she likes hers. And uh, they're worth it. Especially, yep. this is something you buy, what, every 10 years? Yeah. So, if you know. that, yeah. Yeah, if that. If so, who Depends cares? how much you wear them. But right, exactly. Yes, yes. I know we always, every Christmas, we get uh, the rubber-soled slippers like I'm wearing right now. Oh, sure. Which are nice for, you know, running the garbage out in the winter. Yep. And uh, coming over to Mike's yeah. smoking <laughs> emporium where it's uh, cooler than 70 degrees. So. Yes, it is. But, uh, yeah. Well, I think that's about it for the episode. Yeah. What do you think of this cigar? I think it's really good. I like this one as well. Got spicier as it went on. It did. Nice progression. And uh, I would recommend it. Yeah. Good start and an even better finish. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for listening. Be safe. Have fun. (laughs) 